Welcome to the Building Management Podcast brought to you by MarketScale. I'm your host, Evan Bentley, and today we're talking to Joseph J. Simon, Associate Athletic Director of Facility Management at Clemson University, the Clemson Tigers football team, the national champion last year. We know that amazing facilities are part of what create these champions, and so we're happy to talk to the man today in charge of bringing these dreams into reality for the buildings that support the student-athletes. So, Joseph, you know, I just want to start by maybe giving us some background on how you got started at Clemson, getting into facility management and your role there. Um, what brought you over to Clemson? And talk about the, the early times of, of cultivating facilities uh, for the university. So I've been at Clemson since July of 2014, so almost three and a half years. I was at the University of Central Florida down in Orlando for almost nine years previous to coming to Clemson. So I'd, I really don't think I would have been in the position to obtain the position here at Clemson had it not been for the experiences I gained at, at UCF. We was, I, excuse me, I was fortunate to be on a team that, uh, that built a football stadium and basketball arena at the same time. Within They opened within one month of each other. So it was a 10,000-seat basketball arena and 45,000-seat football stadium that, again, opened back in 2007. And, um, you know, through those experiences at UCF, doing various construction projects, allowed me to put myself in a position to be prepared to take on the same challenges at Clemson on a, on a little different scale. So since I've been here at Clemson, we've, we've done a renovation of our Little John Basketball Coliseum, did a renovation of our football stadium, premium areas. We're also... Did a renovation of our baseball stadium for our clubhouse for our baseball team. And we have just started on a renovation of our tennis complex, recently completed a new football operations building, and also having the works uh, an upcoming softball stadium, and then also a soccer specific facility for our teams for their locker rooms, offices. Uh, team meeting areas, and then also getting ready to start a renovation of our IPTA building for our fundraising arm. So a lot of major construction projects going on, some we've completed and some we have here in the, into the future. Yeah, it sounds like a lot of amazing progress. Um, and, you know, I'd like to dive into one specifically here. But before we do that, you mentioned you're, you're doing projects across a wide array of sports, not just the traditional football, basketball, but we're looking at soccer specific facilities, other specific facilities for each sport. Can you talk about why that's important? and building management facilities and attracting the right recruits uh, for actually branching off and giving them their own space, what that does for everybody? Sure, no doubt. It's, I mean, every sport is important, obviously, here at Clemson, and, and we're trying to really touch on every single sport to have either a renovated, either a playing surface, practice surface, or their kind of everyday office, locker room, lounge area, we're trying to touch every single sport. So it's just every sport is competitive here. We want to win in everything you know, every sport that we play and recruiting is key. Um, you know, having, having the best facilities, every coach will tell you is an important piece of the pie when it comes to, you know, total program success, the ability to recruit top athletes. And it's just, you know, with our, with our soccer building that we're looking to build, uh, we just rebuilt our soccer playing field two years ago. We also built new soccer practice fields. Um, Due to the location of our football building, we ended up building new soccer practice fields. And what we're looking to do specifically with soccer 
is build a new building right off our soccer practice fields that would be dedicated to soccer for locker rooms, lounges. They currently have those spaces, but they're currently in Jervy Gym, which is not directly connected to their practice field. So we're looking to give them a dedicated building for the men's and women's soccer programs. And then tennis. We broke ground recently on a tennis complex. We currently have a tennis complex again, but we had four court indoor court facility, and we're now going to have a new six court indoor facility along with 12 outdoor courts, six varsity courts. And then also, again, our lounge, locker room, office space for our tennis program. So trying to do, you know, facility improvements that'll that'll benefit all of our programs across the board throughout the next few years. That's super exciting. And, you know, I, the saying goes, a rising uh, tide raises all ships. Um, with that rising tide, of course, being your football program, national champions. And again, you know, that comes down to recruiting facilities um, pouring the money into it. With that said, winners do bring in more dollars. So as you win more and more funds come to you, of course, but also you have to invest that back into the program. So let's talk about maybe the crown jewel of not only Clemson, but all of the facilities across the country in this new Reeves Center uh, that you've built for the football team. It's incredible. And, you know, I want, I want to read a, a little bit from, a, from an article um, that I found here. Uh, talking about the idea behind it, right? So working with Swinney and, and, and Turnip Seed, um, going for a wow factor for, like you said, recruits. He wanted a home for the players, a sanctuary, as well as a place to grow intellectually and spiritually. Uh, and also looking for, of course, a lot of orange and purple. Uh, but um, this idea that instead of using the players and, and using them for wins and overall generating money for the university, but really just investing in them as people, can you talk about this facility and the idea behind creating um, a space where they can grow as people and uh, and also contribute to the overall success of the university? Sure. We're very, very proud of how that building turned out. It was a 140,000 square foot facility. Cost was about $55 million. And it's not by accident that when you walk in in the lobby, the first thing you see is obviously our, our most recent national championship trophy, as well as the one we won in 1981. But as you look up, kind of on a pedestal, is our Paul Journey offices, both on the first floor and the second floor. And that's where the, the entire, if you will, the comprehensive development of our student athletes is forged. You know, there's many different aspects of it. It's, it's more than just playing football, being a scholarship football athlete here at Clemson. It's about personal, professional development so that whether you enter as a professional athlete or you enter the professional business world, you're prepared to succeed and be successful. So I think that was an important pillar in the design of the building as you walk in the lobby and you see that up there. You know, that's great for the athletes to see, but sometimes if you're a 16 and 17-year-old, that, that doesn't grab your attention, but it does grab the attention of the parents. It's very important to the parents. Sometimes the the whiz-bang lights and graphics and, and orange and purple is what the 15, 16, 17-year-old sees. But at the end of the day, when they graduate, we want them to be a complete person, a complete, you know, successful student-athlete who's got their diploma, who's, who's able to be successful in the business world. So, Joseph, we talk about how facilities matter in recruiting, and oftentimes um, universities who do not have the athletes or do not have the resources – uh, in their state uh, to compete will often rely on better facilities uh, to attract coaches and recruits. But you already have the recruits, you have the facilities. So what do you do to stay ahead 
What are you looking to add on to the Reeves Center, if possible? Talk about working with vendors, um, what you're open to, what's the best way to uh, to work with different groups to make sure that we are integrating more technology. What are the plans for next year in 2018? Well, I mean, I don't know that we've got any immediate plans for the Reeves Center, to be quite honest. I mean, I'd like to, I'd like to hope we we did it right the first time. That doesn't mean that we will never innovate and never change. But I would say the most pertinent thing for us to make sure we keep updated are our graphics. Um, you know, those can change. You can have great seasons, and you want to make sure you're honoring that. You know, recent accomplishments, you know, live in a society where it's all about what, what have you done lately. So I, I would say that we certainly designed our graphics to in, in, in such a way that, that some of them you know, some of them are timeless. They're going to be there for years and years to come. But some of them were designed that they could be changed out on a yearly basis so they're fresh and new. As far as, you know, any major changes, we 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 built a plaza area after the building was constructed to honor our 1981 and 2016 national championship teams. So we've got a few pieces that we're finishing up as it relates to that project. Um, but as far as inside the walls, now I'm not going to sit here and say we're never going to knock a wall down or, or renovate this or renovate that. But, you know, we certainly hope we don't do that in the next few years. But we also put a number of screens in throughout the facility that have, you know, data connections simply so that if we do need to update things or keep things lively or change change graphics or accomplishments or that sort of thing, instead of it being just a set static symbol or or logo or graphic we do have the ability due to the amount of screens that we have in the building to to make some subtle changes pretty quickly just through our graphics area and through our our video department yeah i know what have you done for me lately world i think national champion is probably uh good enough so you guys are the sitting national champions and of course gunning again this year yeah we'd like to ride that one for a few more years of course we're we're out chasing another one but Certainly, certainly think we can get some get a few more years out of the one we won last year for sure. Oh, it was an awesome game too. So of course, yeah, everybody remembers it. Never wants to keep talking about it. So I don't blame you guys at all. Um, you mentioned screens. Talk about you know we're seeing LED walls and LED screens go in not just um, with athletic facilities, but anything from retail to yes, sporting venues, the actual stadium, um, churches. Uh, you, you see it across the board, LED walls and LED screens being used uh, everywhere. How has that worked into your facility? And over the past five or 10 years, have, have you seen that increase or a need or, or a, a, an ROI on those? No doubt. Um, you know, in the Reeves building, certainly we, um, we've got what I would call two significant video walls, both in the lobby. Again, as you walk in, one of the unique things about the Reeves building is the lobby, we do allow that to be opened up to the general public, 8.30 to 4.30 Monday through Friday. So that's where our national championship trophies are. We've got a Nike room. We've got a replica of the hill. So all that is open to our fan base. And so having that video wall right when you walk in to keep it fresh and new. Um, if you've got a recruiting weekend, you may have something different showing than maybe what you have showing on a Tuesday in May. Um, you know, having the ability to to, to change messages or if there's something the coach wants the players to see when they come in, um, if it's a countdown clock or whatever, just having the flexibility is key. Then we also have another video wall in our dining area. 
In addition to Reeves, we've also put some video technology into our, our little John Coliseum where, where we just renovated and have been in that for a year for um, our basketball facility. And so we've got, as you walk in the lobby, we've got two video boards. But in addition to that, we also have, um, in addition to that, we also have four screens, vertical screens throughout our concourse. On one side, their video, on one side, their touchscreen. So we really just scratched the surface on our touchscreen, what we can do as far as interactivity and, and that sort of thing. But we definitely use the, the video board side, whether it's, you know, trying to help people find their seat and it's almost like a mall diagram type setup or advertising for our next game or promotion or what have you. The sky's the limit when you have a screen. It just gives you great flexibility. Yeah, and I mean, you mentioned the video boards. Of course, people think of jumbotrons and, and, and huge video screens showcasing the game and the highlights. But yeah, more and more what we see is uh, across facilities, LED video walls and screens and touch screens, like you said, promotions being used uh, as more of the immersive experience overall uh, in and around the facility for the fans, even outside. Uh, what's something else outside of LED technology that's really taken off in the last two or three years and that you think um, is going to have even um, a bigger say in facilities management uh, across the board, not just universities, but really any building with some more technology you're seeing? Well, I would say the, the one thing that comes to the top of my mind is RFID technology. Um, you know, we're, we're not in a situation where we're we're utilizing RFID at every single one of our gates, but we have started using RFID for our student entry gates at football, and we also built RFID technology into our basketball arena. We basically are ready for it. So we put the infrastructure in place, we put the data connections in place, we put the raceways in place, but just having that ability, whether it's a reader, whether it's with your phone, whether it's a scanner you walk through and it's RFID, but it has an advertisement on it. And, you know, you, you've got almost, almost like a, I don't want to call it a metal detector, but it almost looks like a metal detector type that you walk through and green means go and red means stop. And there's an advertiser on there that, Hey, your entrance is brought to you by company X in it. And that's how you help pay for some of the infrastructure. But I think from a from a venue specific to hosting events, I really see that the RFID technology is something that's going to be emerging. It's just faster, it's quicker, could be on your phone. Um, it's a handheld device. You could also utilize a ticket that's got RFID on it. And there's, I know there's some franchises that are allowing that to, you can also purchase. It's, you know, you get a credit on your ticket and then you can go to the concession stands and utilize that. So you're really not having to get your wallet out to show your ticket or to purchase anything. It's all kind of all in one. So I really see that technology as being something that is realistic on the college level. Now, a lot of times at the college level, it's hard for us to compete with the pro level for some of those infrastructure components. Um but I think with RFID, that's something that, that you could see more specifically college venues start to trend towards in the future. Right. With RFID, so, I mean, that sounds to me like really what it's doing is just helping streamline the process, streamline the experience for the fans, entering and exiting, making things a lot smoother. Um, maybe talk about a little bit the, the change you've seen over the years in, in your experience of facilities management of a facility existing to house an event or, or, or house training 
um, and existing for that purpose. And now uh, maybe a switch more towards existing for the experience and existing for the student athlete, existing for the fan to to fine tune their experience and make it even better than just simply house the event. You know, again, I'd, I'd lean on our our little John project. You know, it was a sixty-two and a half million dollar renovation of our basketball arena. And in addition to the renovation of our basketball arena, it was also we built the new home basketball operations center for men's and women's basketball. So now all under one roof, we've got the component you described for the better experience for student athletes, better practice court, better locker room, better lounge, larger lounge, uh, multiple locations for them to eat. I mean, when we would have built a locker room or lounge 10 years ago the the uh, where they eat would have been somewhat of a secondary thought but now in our latest renovation of little john we've got two locations where our teams can eat whether it's in their lounge we made our lounge big enough if they're getting ready to hit the road and getting ready to go play wake forest on a tuesday night and they're practicing at home monday and getting ready to leave and want a quick meal they can do it in their lounge. Also, they can have their lounge area as a place where they can socialize with each other and just improve their experience that way. As far as our fan experience, again, with Little John, when we renovated that facility, we had to connect our basketball operations area with our arena. And two of the things that we did there was when people walked in, we kind of had this back-of-house entrance that, that wasn't utilized and now it's our front of house. We we took our Burton Gallery, what we now call the Burton Gallery. We raised the roof in there, installed two large video boards. So again, when fans come in to that first, their first site is brand new, two video boards. Now they're not sitting out there watching the game, but it's just nice that we can have our messaging, our marketing. We can do marketing opportunities out there. It's a nice high volume space that again, from an experience standpoint, we can utilize 365 days a year above and beyond just our basketball games. We utilize that space for our football games due to its proximity to the football stadium. And then as I talked about previously, as you walk around the concourses, now you go to a concession stand that has a video wall for your menu items instead of the old-fashioned you know, manual menu items. You can, you can change the prices on items. You can change what items you offer from game to game because you're not stuck to that menu board that's static. And then you walk around the concourse, as I said previously, you've got the, the video boards, the touch screens. And then when you walk into the stadium, you've got Wi-Fi, basketball arena, you've got Wi-Fi that actually works for a 9,000-seat venue. The Wi-Fi is strong. It works. You can watch other games or watch stats, whatever you want to do. I mean, it's hard to take people away from their phones, even when they're at the actual live sporting event, whether it be timeouts, that sort of thing. And then our video board. Our video board is is the longest curved display of, of any call that Dactronics has put in any college venue. So it's more than just getting them to their seat and making sure they have good concessions. As you said, it's the whole experience from the time they walk in the front door to the time they sit down to whether it's a TV timeout or halftime, they're going to look at their phone. We, we, we just, unfortunately, that mentality is set in a lot of people's, especially younger generations, are going to look at their phones. So let's enhance that experience. Let's not make it a troublesome or frustrating experience because if they're on their phone and they look at it quick and they get the information that they need, they're going to return their attention back to the game action, which is what we want them to do. That's amazing how just interconnected everything is. And, of course, Dactronics, you mentioned, uh, just recently finished the Mercedes-Benz Stadium with their uh, 360-degree display as as well as their video pillar. 
Uh, so similar technology going in over at Clemson or, or has been implemented uh, at Clemson with your curved display. Super exciting. Uh, and again, just so amazing how everything is interconnected with not taking fans away from what they're used to in their phones, but facilitating that, making an immersive experience down to uh, understanding how many hot dogs might still be available and what the prices are. And that changes uh, minute to minute, no longer day to day or week to week. Uh, really, really exciting and interesting where facilities management has gone. Um, Joseph, I want to thank you for your time. Again, we were with Joseph J. Simon, Associate Athletic Director of Facility Management at the National Champion Tigers of Clemson University. Uh, again, thank you so much. I feel like we really dove in pretty deep today and got a better understanding of facility management, where it, this is heading in the future with just how interconnected this can be. Well, I appreciate the opportunity. It's a uh... It's exciting, Phil, to be in for sure, ever-changing, and no day is like the last, so definitely feel fortunate uh, to be at Clemson with all the, the opportunities we've had in the past and all the opportunities we're going to have here in the future to build outstanding facilities. That's our show for today. I want to thank Joseph once again for joining us and giving us such a good look into what went into creating Clemson's experience for their student-athletes. For more building management information or for a deeper dive into the industry, you can go to marketscale.com and go to the Building Management Industry publication. And to see more of what Joseph was speaking about on the Clemson Tigers facilities, you can go to clemsontigers.com to get some amazing visuals of these really amazing facilities. Thank you all so much for listening. We'll talk to you next time.